<laughs> okay. This is going to be a this is going to be an adventure, I can tell. Warning. This podcast contains topics and discussion that is not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the E&M Talk podcast with Michael and Ellie, where we discuss everything ethical non-monogamy and have intimate conversations with real people from the E&M lifestyle. On this podcast, we'll talk about current events and topics that people who practice ethical non-monogamy can relate to. Our show is not about lifestyle gossip. In fact, the names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Would you like to be a guest on our show? We want to hear your story. think yes we've got sound we're good and Excellent. we're gonna do something really fun and interesting for sure it's a whole new thing i'm super excited about this so what we're gonna be doing is some of our you know in the past we've been doing the live cast show has really been the only thing that's been on youtube but and then we do our podcast right. but we are getting ready to kind of like start launching some podcast interviews mm -hmm. that are with business owners and things like that and so we want to be able to have like a visual reference too. Right. And I think this is going to be a really so, super, super cool opportunity for us and for our listeners. So now what's going to happen, if this works, cross our fingers, <laughs> we are going to be able to broadcast on YouTube some of our podcasts. Yes. So we're making it really raw. We're like, you can see the microphones. This is like, this is like a what video. Like. <laughs> this, this is what a podcast is like. Okay. Except you just actually get to see the video and, um, and that'll be kind of cool. Yes. And then, then the listeners will kind of be able to choose their own experience, whether they want to listen to the podcast on their podcast players or whether they want to tune in and see our smiling faces. <laughs> um, and the guests that we bring on will also be able to choose that also. Like some people are not going to be able to do uh, a video podcast because they right. need their anonymity right. and all that exactly. kind of stuff. So those will only be on just the podcast. So you're going to want to make sure you still follow us on our podcast channels also. But maybe you might start listening to a podcast and go, oh, this one's on video. I want to see this. So then you can go tune in on YouTube and right. check it out. It'll right? be awesome. So this is really going to work especially well for our guests who have businesses and products to share like today's guest. Right. But before we can meet that guest, we've got to pay some bills. So we will be back right after this. Oh, damn it. What's wrong? I just caught a 30-day ban on Facebook for a photo I posted a couple of weeks ago. Wasn't even that sexy. Why aren't you using SAF Social? You know they allow all kinds of content there. I know, I know. I just forget sometimes. You really should join the Frisky Friends group on SAF. We have frequent photo challenges and encourage our members to get involved. I'm sure they would love to see your sexy photos there. The sexier, the better. And 
you won't be compromising your Facebook account. I know, you're right. And it looks like I won't be doing anything on Facebook for the next month anyways. Would you tell all my friends to go find me on safsocial.com? Tell them I'm going to post some extra sexy pictures to entice them even more. Hmm, you bet. Maybe that'll get them to join and save them from getting zucked, too. (laughs) Today's guest not only gets the distinction of being our very first dual cast, that's a word that I just made up, dual cast, our very first dual cast podcast guest, but she's also a woman who describes herself as multi-passionate about the things that affect all aspects of her life. She's a freelance writer, a productivity coach for solopreneurs, and in addition to being the host of the Indie Author Weekly podcast, she's also an accomplished writer of the polyamory novel series, the Polyamorous Passion series. Please welcome Segan Morrow to the show. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. You did. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's really great to have you on here and uh, really super excited to have an opportunity to talk to you about, about your life a little bit and about the book series that you've got and all the things you've got going on. Yes. So we're excited yeah, to talk excited. about... so we're excited to talk about the book series but first we want to talk about you so tell us uh how you how you uh identify in non-monogamy would you say you're polyamorous would are you a swinger somewhere in between i identify as polyamorous okay and tell us what polyamorous (laughs) sorry we have a little Um... bit of a delay (laughs) slight delay (laughs) (laughs) well tell us where you're from that way you know people will know we're shouting from clear across the distance or whatever uh where where is it you're from yeah so I'm originally from Winnipeg but during the pandemic I'm in this little tiny lake town um in the middle of BC my spouse works out here so I've come out here to be with him during the pandemic nice nice very nice and uh, you say you're polyamorous. What does that look like? Um, do you, do you uh, date separately? What does that look like, especially in the, the wilds of British Columbia? Yeah, so we, we do date separately. Um, you know, as polyamorous, we, we each have kind of our separate situations going on. Very luckily, right before the pandemic started, both of us actually ended previous um, relationships that we had. So it ended up being kind of a kind of a good thing just based on everything that was going on. Um, So I didn't have to make the decision of, you know, leaving someone behind in Winnipeg while I'm out here with my spouse in BC. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, you know, right now, just again, because of the pandemic, because of everything, we're, we're just kind of holding off on dating and all of that um, until things like clear up. Right. It just seems to make the most sense for us. Right. Yeah. We, we've all been in that boat <laughs> or are in that boat. <laughs> so now how long, yes, how long have you been polyamorous? So I realized, <clears throat> I realized back in 2017 that I identify as polyamorous. My spouse and I had been together for about seven years at that point. So it was, uh, you know, a little bit of a problem when I first realized <laughs> it about myself. 
But I realized that, you know, it, it really came about because one of my friends identifies as monogamish. And so okay. she had asked me if that is something that I would ever be interested in doing. And I immediately said, oh, no, no, I could, I could never do that, right? As, as the vast majority, I think, of people do mm -hmm. um, when they reaction. first find out about non-monogamy, right? That gut reaction. And so, you know, afterwards, after I like initially had that gut reaction of, no, no, I could never do that. I started really thinking about it and I started thinking about, okay, well, what, you know, why, why is that my initial reaction? And the more that I delved into it, the more I realized that for me, having that emotional connection with someone is really important and having that sort of ongoing relationship experience. And that was really how I started to figure out that I identify as polyamorous. So I approached my spouse about it. I explained, you know, where I was coming from. And really the entire reason why I brought it up to him is because I didn't want to spend my entire life um, regretting that I never brought it up. I didn't want to end up resenting him down the line when it mm -hmm. wasn't at all his fault. Right? Um, right. So I thought it was really important to give him the opportunity to also think about it. And he thought about it. We discussed it. You know, we did a bunch of different research and that kind of thing. Um, and a few months later, we were like, well, I think we've, we've talked it out enough and it's time to just give it a try. And so we both started dating separate people and it's, it's just worked out very beautifully ever nice. since um, we've awesome. just had a really wonderful experience with it. Would you say that in the originally was he reluctant about it was, or was he pretty open to it when you talked to him? I, it came out of left field yeah. for him. Yeah. So it was a, it was a bit of a shock for him. Um, but you know, we've, we've always had a very loving, very healthy relationship, a very strong connection and so I don't even think that for him, he even thought of it as being a deal breaker. I think it was just the, the shock of it. And so for him, he was like, well, we'll, we'll figure out a way to make this work. Right? Um, so that was nice. very lovely. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of times uh, people will come on, they'll hear that and they'll be like, oh, you must not love me anymore. And it's the end of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So tell me about that beginning. I mean, did you have, uh, did you, what kind of boundaries did you start out with and, and agreements did you start out with? I mean, are there any of them that you look yeah. back on now and you're like, that was just so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up actually being, um, we, we outlined, I think there was like at least a dozen different boundaries that we mm -hmm. came up with that we like wrote down in a shared Google doc. And um, a few months after the fact, we both realized that we'd accidentally both broken them in different mm -hmm. sorts of capacities. And I can't remember exactly what they were, but it was something around, um, I think it was around, you know, definitions of what is like, what are our defini definitions of sex and that kind of thing. And right like really like all of those sorts of little nuances and pieces of, of that sort of stuff. Um, and really, I mean, although we had, although we still have a lot of boundaries written out, uh, they're very, they're very just explicit types of things that we just, we don't, um, that we don't hurt one another's feelings and that we create the space so that someone new coming into either one of our lives is very clear upfront about our situations. And some of our boundaries were also things like, um, you know, certain nicknames that we don't want to be used for other people and, okay. and things like that. Like, mm -hmm. so it was kind of a combination of boundaries and rules all in one document. 
and and it, it sounds like a lot of those have just kind of fallen away as you've gone along. I, yeah, I mean, some of them have sort of fallen away. Others have kind of evolved and that kind of thing. Um, we, you know, and, and they might be things like at first we were sort of talking about, okay, if we really love this particular restaurant, is it okay that I'm going there with someone else? Like, does that bother you? No, that's that's not a problem, right? So it's been really interesting to initially have our rules written out or the types of things that we each thought might be an issue for the other person and then realize, oh, that's actually not not a problem for us right. at all anyway. So it doesn't need to be in there. Right. Right. Nice. I mean, you're kind of like thought about each other's feelings on different topics and then you found out which ones do, which ones don't uh, for triggers and stuff like that. Yeah. And so much of it I find is that you don't really know exactly what your triggers are going to be until something happens, right? right. Until yes. you really start implementing. Yeah. So right. for us having that, like just moving forward with it and taking action was like really important because we figured we don't really know what we're going to be thinking, what we're going to be feeling until we're in the moment. The situation. And, right. And then we're just going to have to work it out at that point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what has been your biggest challenge so far? You can answer that either as individually or as a couple, like what would you say has been your biggest challenge? I mean, I definitely find that one of the biggest challenges is finding other people who are open to this kind of lifestyle, right? right. Um, I tried dating apps for a while and I was just like, this is not working for me because I found that a lot of people on dating apps um, were just of the of the perspective of, oh, this is all about sex, you know, mm. awesome. I'm just going to come in and, you know, we're just going to have a great time together. And I'm like, well, that's not quite what I'm what I'm interested right. in um and of course the other side of it being that you know people are you know weirded out by it um or they they don't want to be experiencing that relationship when we already have that core relationship which I also completely understand it's really difficult I think for someone who's coming in after you already have this established couple relationship you know we're living together and all that kind of thing so that's been an interesting dynamic as well for sure yeah for sure it is a toughie I know as a woman I have a really hard time finding men who are willing to enter a relationship with me on any kind of level because I already have a relationship like they want to be the one of course I also get a lot of messages that are like well that's just because you haven't experienced me <laughs> well good for you I probably never will <laughs> Yeah, move along. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, the other thing that comes to my mind is uh, what is it about E&M? Why, what do you love about, or just non-monogamy? What do you love about non-monogamy? What is your, what is your most favorite aspect of it? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, if you're like any of us or you have a lot of them, but what is the thing that kind of resonates the most with you about why it is that you're like, I'm now living how I should be living? I really love the amount of freedom that it provides um, and the opportunity to make connections without pressure, without a preconceived notion of this is where it needs to go, right? I think that there's something so beautiful about being able to connect with someone, to date someone and just say, you know, let's just see what happens. Like there isn't, there isn't that pressure. There isn't that, you know, relationship escalator and everything like that right. to have to worry about. So having that freedom is wonderful. One of the other things that my spouse actually brought up 
um, very early on when I had, when I had first introduced the concept of polyamory to him, um, the main, the thing that really excited him about it was being able to pursue friendships with women that he might've found attractive in the past. And so he would initially, like he would immediately, you know, not be friends with them because he didn't want to have an emotional connection to them and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he really liked this whole concept of, you know, we can, we can just sort of make connections with people. We can really get this chance to get to know other people without, without worrying. Right. And like, and Mm -hmm. it's a really lovely experience to just learn from other people's perspectives and have those really deep relationships with all kinds of different people. Yes. Right. <laughs> both of those, both of those things really resonate with right. me. Like they're, those are, those are really, really great uh, aspects to non-monogamy that to me, uh, I absolutely love. To me, it's, it's just being able to explore a relationship and take it just wherever it goes organically without having to have that, that end game, having to get to that place um, there's no dating. I love that there are all, every relationship is different. So 2.5 kids or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about what you do. Let's talk about, uh, you've got a couple of different things going on. So tell us about, um, you know, you've got a podcast and, and tell us about some of that stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of funny because, you know, when I first realized that I identify as polyamorous, I thought this makes so much sense because I've always been so multi-passionate, you know, in my business, in my hobbies, all of these different types of things. I, I'm never the kind of person who wants to pigeonhole myself. You know, I never, I've always um, refused to kind of, you know, niche down into one particular area. I want to do it all. Mm -hmm. So it was really funny that, you know, realizing I identify as polyamorous almost um, helped me to make a lot more space in my business to really embrace being multi-passionate in so many different aspects. Um, so I've had my business for, you know, about 10, over 10 years now. I started out as a freelance writer. Um, and then I wrote a book on being a freelancer and that got really great feedback from people. Um, but they had more questions. So that's when I began teaching online courses about how to start your freelance business. And from there, um, things have really evolved. And so nowadays I primarily teach about productivity to other solopreneurs and other multi-passionate creatives. Hmm. So I have my productivity powerhouse program is really like my main signature program. Um, And then when I'm not teaching about productivity, I am writing my polyamorous romantic comedy novels, or I'm hosting my indie author weekly podcast and doing all those types of things. Awesome. Yeah, you definitely have a little <laughs> tentacle in a little, uh, in lots of little pots. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's fun because I really, you know, I I love, again, with, with that freedom and with exploring and like, let's see how things go with polyamory. Mm-hmm. I really approach my business from that angle as well, where I will try something and I'll see, you know, like this, this interests me. Let's explore where, where this leads. Right. Yeah. So it's very, it's a lot of fun. So tell us about the books. That's it, I'm yes. really super excited about these books. Just Me the <laughs> the the little bit that we've talked about them and uh, what little bit of yeah, uh, exploration we've been able to do. Yeah, I I I looked you up. <laughs> <laughs> I I will definitely be buying your books. Um, uh, they look very. I I mean, I like 
I like romance and, and they look like they're going to do things in a very fun loving sort of way. So I'm, I'm really excited and reading something about polyamory that isn't necessarily um, like a heavy self-help book seems like it's going to be really nice. <laughs> yes. This was a really big reason why I wanted to write these novels because so often when we see polyamory in books, it is from that nonfiction angle right or it's in fantasy settings or in sci-fi or it's dramatic right we don't have that sort of comedic lens um and really for me when I first realized I identify as polyamorous the first thing that hit me was okay wait like this has taken me nearly three decades to figure this out about myself like right. how did I not realize this before and a big <laughs> part of it was that it's not in we don't see it in Hollywood right we don't read books Not about much. it or anything like that so I thought well I I want to write books and I mean I love I love the romantic comedy genre in movies tv shows and books and all of that um I initially actually set out the the concept of the polyamorous passion series was that it would be a a, t a tv show and then I realized that'll take too long <laughs> to, <laughs> to pitch and like get going. And I need to do this now. Right. So from the time that I came up with the idea for the novels um, and the time of publishing my first book was actually six weeks. So it was a really, wow. really fast So it just came around. together for you. Once you decided to get started on that, you were just like, bam, I've got this. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. I mapped out this whole nine book series for it. And I like had that first book out there. I was just, you know, I really wanted it out there because again, it'd take me so long to figure this out about myself. Right. Um, and it was really fun to be able to write these books from that, again, that like comedic lens, because my whole experience with polyamory has been, I mean, I, I, I've only been doing it for a few years, but my entire experience has been very fun and light. Right. And it's been a very beautiful experience. It hasn't felt like, you know, full of drama or angst or jealousy. Like I haven't dealt with like a lot of really heavy issues that have been, you know, really intense and everything like that. It's just been a really wonderful experience. And so I wanted to write these books that reflect that as well. Well, right. and honestly, let's face it. I mean, the best sex you're having is the sex where you're laughing the entire time, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. And so, and, and that can, you know, we don't go into relationships for the serious angst Heavy and part. drama of all of that like we go into relationships to explore them and have fun with people so the idea of a poly rom-com yes. series is is a fantastic idea i don't know why hollywood isn't already breaking down <laughs> your door because this is a great idea it is a great idea because most of the time when you do see any polyamorous stuff in tv it's like Awful. reality tv that's oh, horrid it's yeah or it's you know for just it's odd or whatever. I, there's only just been like a few moments here recently that we've seen a couple of times where it's been reflected in TV in a decent way. Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. super, I'm personally super excited with the idea of introducing some kind of uh, entertainment with polyamory That's and plural relationships that cast it in a positive light that says, you know, the, to me, the best way that you can teach polyamory to the community, whether it's the, the, the monogamous community or the non-monogamous community is just living uh, a positive example 
of what that what that is. And so by you putting these books into the world, I think you're kind of doing that in a way that is um, something that a lot of people will want to consume because they're getting that entertainment value out of it. They're getting the, the comedy right. and the romance. Right. It, and, it, it's entertainment, but it's also like, yeah, a positive way of looking at it all. Guilty, I, con guilty confession. I don't read romance novels, but I'm actually <laughs> a little excited to read these myself. <laughs> Well, I do like to re to read them, so I'm I'm super excited. I've I've actually already talked to like two different people um, about you. I'm like, oh my gosh! Even just last night, I'm like, yeah, we're going to be interviewing uh, um, an author that's writing polyamorous rom coms and everything, and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'll get you this stuff. <laughs> so what? I love it. <laughs> what inspired? I mean, because you have uh, what was it? You have seven seven of the nine out so far. Yes. Um, and is each of the book like? Are they all? Do they like run concurrently? Like they're there are? They, is each one of them a different set of characters? Or what does that kind of kind of walk us through that? Yeah. So it really follows these three best friends, Emma, Helen, and Scarlett, and it explores right from book one. Um, each of their own experiences in realizing that they want to embark on an ethical non-monogamy journey. So um, the books kind of are broken down into three trilogies. So the first three books are Emma's story, the books four to six are Helen's story, and books seven to nine will be Scarlet's story. So they're all in chronological order. And so we get to see, you know, by the time that um, the seventh book came out, Her Bad Idea, we already know Emma's experience with um, embarking on a polyamorous journey. And, you know, so we get to see what happened after her story, right? Because her story kind of like the perspective of it being through her eyes ends with book three, but we still get to see what happens next for Emma um, in the subsequent books, since they're all these three best friends. Right, and you're gonna see it through the eyes of her friends. Yes, yes, exactly. And it's kind of fun as well, because they each have um, different, different lifestyles and different goals that they want out of life. Um, so Emma really enjoys dating a lot of different people. Um, Helen is in a very long term relationship, she's getting married, and then she falls for her wedding photographer. Um, and then we Yay, have Scott, really who really likes being solo. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Sorry, that made me laugh. <laughs> I'm a photographer. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so, um, do any of these, uh, any of these characters or any of these experiences, um, where do the inspiration for them come from? Are they from some of your own experiences or uh, I'm curious to know that. Yeah, definitely. Um, some of the dating experiences that Emma has in books one to three are, you know, based on real life scenarios. <laughs> um, and then there's other elements, you know, each of my characters has some, some part of me in them. Um, you know, Scarlett's a burlesque dancer and I'm a hobbyist burlesque dancer, for example, yeah. right? So different pieces like that, for sure. I've, I've gotten inspiration from real life. Um, but it was really important for me to, to share these experiences that they have with the whole concept of polyamory can be for everyone, right? right. right? It's, it's not one particular type of person that 
it's only four. And that's really why I wanted to have these three very different people um, who want different things out of life. And they all are able to um, enjoy polyamory in their right. own ways. Right. So and that was a really important how thing. How they do it is different for each of them and all of that kind of stuff. So it's like, there's no one way you yeah. have to do it. I, yes. Yes, exactly. I'm excited to see how that all comes together. I'm <laughs> me too. I'm, I am like, all right, these are on my, uh, top of the read list. <laughs> uh, let's see. In, in all of my spare time. Oh no. I love it. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I was looking at the time. I'm like, we're still good on time. Yep, so. we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know I'm very excited about it. I mean, I like romance. I like comedy. I mean, those are our favorite. Christine and I always watch those kind of movies. We let him work on those days and we watch the rom-coms. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. But yes. I, I, I sometimes get drug in. Like I'll come he out does. and I'll be, I'll get sucked into them. So we do. We suck them in yeah. every now and then. This would like, be oh. <laughs> and this will be one of those uh, things you know, whenever you, you get picked up by Hollywood and TV shows, I think that's going to be quite fantastic. <laughs> Whatever, I'll be reading them to him. I'll be like, oh, wait, there's this thing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so um, I do want you to tell everybody where we can find your books. Yeah, so you can grab them on any any ebook store, any major ebook store that you uh, that you prefer. Um, also, the all of the information on them is on my website at saganmorrow.com/books. So, if there's a particular book that really stands out to you that you want to read the story of, you can you can get on with that one first. Um, one of the fun things about these books is that they can all be read as standalones. So the story carries on between all of them, but you can totally just read whichever one appeals to you the most first right nice mm -hmm. yeah and just so everyone knows google will auto suggest your name because i started to type it in and you popped up <laughs> nice i think that means you're, i think when that happens that means you're popular yes right? <laughs> you're trending <laughs> you're trending <laughs> so and then that's also on your website like they people can also find the information about your um your productivity your, your solopreneur stuff and all that yeah, for sure. Um, it's yes, yeah, all at saganmorrow.com. Um, and you know, I, I like to share all about my whole experience with writing these books, um, both in terms of the polyamory aspect, as well as the actual, um, you know, experience of the, you know, the process of writing books um, on my podcast. So you can absolutely visit saganmorrow.com slash podcast to check out Indie Author Weekly. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, my main my main productivity powerhouse course that I where I teach about productivity and how do you manage your time and energy when you're juggling a lot of different things, including perhaps relationships, um, <laughs> is, you know, you can check that out at saganmorrow.com slash powerhouse. Awesome. Nice. And that will all be in the descriptions yeah. of this so that everyone will be able to find it easily. I'll make sure. I'll make yeah. sure we get those links in the show description on YouTube and Absolutely. on uh, the, the show description on our podcast as well. Yes. And I'm going to get started on reading them and I can hardly wait till eight and nine come out. <laughs> what's the, what's the yes. time frame on those? What's it, what is your projected time frame for books eight and nine? 
Well, I'm currently in the process of writing a spinoff book from the series um, called Small Town Stilettos. It's a modern marriage of convenience. It's set in a small town because I am currently in a small town. <laughs> um, so in that book, we just see we see Emma, Helen and Scarlett from the main polyamorous passion series, they make an appearance in one of the chapters. Um, so that's going to be coming out in summer 2021. And then I'll likely have books eight and nine out probably getting into next year is when I'll really, we'll really get into them. Um, yeah, I'm taking a little bit, a little bit longer. I, I find that you know, with my first choice between two, that book came out, I mean, yeah, it was six, a six week sort of period. And with every book that I write, I, I take a little bit longer and a little bit longer to really sort of flesh them out <laughs> and that kind of thing. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So it's yeah. going to be a little bit then. It'll, it'll be a little while. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's still seven books to read. We got to get through oh, yeah. seven then. Books. Yeah. Yeah. There are. <laughs> and, and I read about three pages a day. So you have at least a decade. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well hey i think i think that's uh i think that's a wrap for us i think um we've got you all covered so um we we know where to find you and where to find your books and right. all that kind of stuff it was really great talking to you it was excellent to get yeah. to talk to you Thanks so much for having me. Um, and, you know, besides besides grabbing the books from my website and that kind of thing, um, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. So, you know, while you're listening cool. to this podcast, you can always check me out there at Sagan Lives and, you know, let me know that you that you found me because of ENM Talk Podcast. Yay. And uh, cool. we'll, uh, we'll hang out and we'll, we'll chat. I'll be sure and connect with you. Nice. <laughs> awesome. All, All right. right. Well, you want to take us out? I will. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's time for more love from the love. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the ENM Talk Podcast Show with Michael and Ellie. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and comment on our show in whatever platform you're using. You can leave us a voice message by visiting our podcast at anchor.fm forward slash ENM Talk Podcast or by calling us at 360-524-3523. Until next time, we hope your adventures always have happy endings. <laughs>